Welcome to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I am Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer for the Courier Journal in SEC Country, and coming soon to a website to be uh, named later. It's we're just a couple of weeks away from that announcement. And uh, until then, we'll be here every day on Locked On Kentucky on the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we will be talking about it every day here Monday through Friday. On this edition of the podcast, we're going to start off with some notes from football practice. Yesterday at the end of the podcast, we had some comments from John Schlarman, Terry Wilson, and Eddie Grant. If you missed that, go back and listen. And then after that, we're going to have a conversation with Evan Daniels of 247 because there has been a ton of basketball recruiting news in the last couple of days. Also on yesterday's podcast, Kyle and I predicted the first six games for UK football. We're not going to leave you hanging. On the next edition of the podcast, we're going to finish out the season, and then we're going to look ahead to the Central Michigan game and make some in-game predictions for that game. All right, Kyle. So the audio I didn't get to drop in yesterday's podcast was Benny Snell reacting to what we talked about, the Central Michigan running back saying that he'd never heard of him and he didn't think he was that special. Yeah, and uh, Benny, it was that was interesting. I saw the video of it. That was an interesting sort of reaction. You could tell he was holding back a little bit. Didn't want to get into too much of a war of words, but let me set the scene because um, to humble brag. I asked the question, but what ends up happening is so I ask him. And when I ask this question, I always feel nervous because you don't want to misrepresent what somebody else said. Right. Be considered a, a pot stirrer. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So I asked the question. He said, he said, what? <laughs> and he looked at me weird. And then I repeated it. And he, uh, we'll, we'll, I'm going to drop in after I finish the story exactly what he said. So he responds. And his response was, was pretty classic. And that's ended the, the interview. He was at the podium. And I turned around. And someone from UK's media relation was standing there. And and they just looked at me, and they kind of just nodded their head like, that was a pretty good answer. He didn't go too far, but he made everything pretty he made, clear. Yeah, he made his, he made his point. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's just drop it in right now. So here's Benny Snell responding to Central Michigan running back saying that he'd never heard of him, and that he wasn't too special. Oh, uh, um, I'm, I'm a back-to-back 1,000-yard rusher in the SEC. You know, my, my play speaks for itself. That was kind of a good... Pretty good, yeah. I mean, what what more do you need to say? Back to back thousand yard rusher. He led the what led the SEC in total rushing yards last season, or at least through the regular season. Um, you know, goes into goes into the the year as one of the you know top running backs in the country. I think um, he's established himself. If you don't know who Benny Snell is, that's sort of kind of your own fault. You know, and like I said, I think I said this yesterday. I know I tweeted it when when you had that video uh, of Benny's answer. Um, you know, I think. There's no question that some part of Benny Snell probably appreciates or respects uh, a guy speaking up and saying his piece because Benny's not shy and Benny will say I'm the best. And so, uh, but there, I, there's also no doubt in my mind that uh, if he's the kind of guy to tape up motivational things in his locker, that that's already been uh, taped up uh, in the locker. Speaking of trash talk, this is not about Kentucky, uh, but it is about Kentucky's rival. Um, I wonder, you know, I wonder why underdogs do this. Um, you know, I think uh, from my standpoint, the reason I can like maybe it's just making it up. 
It's they motivate themselves. Trying to talk themselves into like yeah. we're not we're not overmatched. I mean, here. and this is your fa- one of your favorite people, Lavar Ball, speak it into existence. Yeah, right. I don't think that's. I mean, I, and, and like I'm not a person that's just like shut up, don't say you're confident. Don't. What do you want people? So what do you want them to not believe in themselves? No, I mean believe in yourself. Say this stuff in the locker room, but like, what is the value of saying it out loud to reporters, knowing that what's exactly what's going to happen? That. The people on the other side are going to see it, and and why give the team that's already the the overwhelming favorite any extra motivation, any reason not to overlook you, right? You like ideally you want to just sneak up on somebody. So rival Kentucky's rival Louisville also doing some of this what I would call foolishness. Uh, you know, Bobby Petrino already said basically come out and said what, and I don't want to misrepresent it, but essentially to paraphrase like we think we can go out there and beat them or mm-hmm. something like that. No, I mean, not too bad. I wouldn't have said it, but Hey, uh, this one, the Louisville offensive lineman, and I don't even know how you say his name. Maybe just Lucas. It's just spelled weird. McNeil. So if we can dominate up front, then we're not worried about the defensive front at all. I definitely think we're capable of going out, starting fast and dominating their D line. Their D line is Alabama's D line Louisville versus Alabama in the opener. Ah, traditionally speaking, over the last several years under Nick Saban, Alabama has one of the best, if not the best defensive line in the country year after year after year, stocked with big, nasty NFL, future NFL draft picks. Louisville's offensive line has at times been a weakness. I would probably not have said that, but what do I know? If I'm Central Michigan running back, I'm probably not smack talking Benny Snell. If I'm Louisville's offensive line, I'm probably not smack talking Alabama's defensive line, but yeah, you know, I, prayers I, up for both both sides of those of those uh, situations. Also, pr- prayers up to the Jurich family who will have got us. moved back a couple rows in their seats. <laughs> Boy, this is not a Louisville podcast, but we know Kentucky fans are, do take some interest those in are, the rival. The, the Tom Jurich's son, if you have not heard, I'm sure you have by now. Uh, the uh, fired, disgraced former. Um, Louisville athletic director's son, who also lost his job in all the controversy, uh, sent a scathing email to the new Louisville athletic director, who is a former Kentucky baseball player. Um, and but his dad was a Louisville basketball player, so right. Vince he Tyra. Has, he has big uh, ties to that university. Jurich family sent a scathing email about relocate the relocation of their free <laughs> of their free tickets to basketball and football games, yes. which is is. That's really something. Uh, All right, let's let's wrap up this little football portion because uh, I thought Darren Henshaw made some interesting comments about how you know Mark Stoops said it on Monday that he's excited to see Terry Wilson in game action because in practice you stop you stop when they get touched because you're not going to injure your quarterback. And uh, Darren Henshaw actually had a great example of specifically where um, this might come into play. And he said in the South Carolina game last year with Steven Johnson, when he was third and four and he ran for that 70 yards, which sealed the game, if that was practice, that play would have been shut down. So you don't get to see that. Right. And I think everyone can agree. Terry Wilson is a better athlete than Steven Johnson. So I think those plays will be more frequent this season. Yeah, I think he's obviously more durable. He, I mean, you always were afraid Steven Johnson would break in half. I don't mean uh, Steven Johnson was durable in the sense that he never stopped playing, but he was broken down by the end of the season. He was a tough guy, but a little wisp of a human being. I don't think Terry Wilson is built that way. He's also, I think, probably got a lot more high-end speed and probably a lot more uh, kind of quick twitchiness to be elusive. I, I definitely think 
that's always one of the – I think probably – it has to be one of the most difficult things as you're evaluating a yeah. quarterback race for a coach. If you have – if one of your options, or even if both of them are, is a mobile – you know, if one of the weapons they bring to the table is mobility and escapability in the running game – you, how do you how do you uh, make that call when you don't know what they're gonna you know what they're gonna do because you're not tackling them in practice? So I, I think everybody will anticipate very much seeing not only the arm of Terry Wilson but just what what does he do when things break down and he takes off? I think it's going to be a big weapon. Kyle, we're about to get into some recruiting with Evan Daniels here in a second, but we talked about it yesterday recruiting people to your business. That's right. With that. That's right. At, uh, at Locked On Kentucky, we are happy to help you reach a rabid Kentucky fan base uh, where they spend their time with us every day uh, listening to sports talk about the cats. And so if you're interested, if you're a local business and you're interested in advertising on this podcast, please reach out to us. We've had several folks already do so, but reach out to us at LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com or you could send us a, a direct message on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is locked on UK. Um, just shoot us a message. We'll get you lots of information about how to get it done. It's easy. It's not going to break the bank. Uh, and we'd be happy to promote your business here on Locked On Kentucky. And you know, we just finished this football segment and the wait is nearly over, everybody. Football is right, it's in our sights. And what you're going to do when you're playing, when you're watching football, you're going to play some fantasy sports. And you need to do that on FanDuel. It's never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. I'm pumped to be um, in the survivor pool I just signed up yesterday. If you want to get into the free pool, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And right now, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Now joined on the podcast by Evan Daniels of 247 Sports. Also, he has his own podcast, Evan, right? The, it's the Sidelines. I do. I do. I have my own podcast, The Sidelines with Evan Daniels. Uh, you can find that on Spotify, your favorite podcast app. How about a little advertisement to start your own show? Uh, it's, it's, uh, we're good with that. We love advertisers, right, Kyle? Exactly. And if you were out there and you want to advertise with us, <laughs> now, we've already given that spiel, but... Uh, Email us at LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com. Um, Evan, I think we'll probably just start off with the, your piece on James Wiseman that came out the other day. You got a chance to talk to his mother, and it sounds like he'll be waiting to make a decision, but that decision is apparently more than just Memphis and Kentucky. Yeah, she was pretty, uh, she, she was pretty adamant that the, that race is more than just a two-horse race. And uh, I think she wants to be recruited, and I think she wants her son to be able to go through uh, the recruiting process. And I think that's kind of what led um, to those comments. Evan, did this Kyle here? Did you did you get a sense? I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I got a little sense that um, maybe it annoyed her the the sense that as soon as Penny went to Memphis, that the kids going to Memphis, that, that just that. The assumption that there there won't be any work put into it, if, even if that is the ultimate destination. She 
doesn't agree this, uh, with the notion that um, this is a done deal for Memphis. And uh, she said that specifically about Memphis. She also said that um, specifically about Memphis and Kentucky. Uh, I think the interesting part of the whole conversation with her is, one, that James Wiseman is going to decide late, which I don't think is necessarily as big a surprise as Memphis fans are making it out to be. Um, but two, that he set up three visits, uh, none of which are Memphis, and is planning a fourth to Florida State and hasn't decided if he's going to take a fifth visit. So I, I, I thought yeah. that um, there was a lot of different ways um, you could take that conversation. Um, is it devastating for Memphis? I don't know that I'd say it was devastating, but none of that is necessarily great news for Memphis. It also, to me, it seems like it puts some pressure on Penny to go prove he can coach at the college level because by waiting till late, they'll have an idea, a very good idea, what Penny the college coach looks like. And, and maybe as much as anything, that's of value to them. Yeah, for sure. And look, this is a kid that played for Penny Hardaway, so there's obviously uh, a relationship there. Um, I think, and, and the truth is, is I think um, since Penny is the head coach there, I think that um, the national perception is that he would follow him. Um, I think the, the, the narrative has really been that it's two schools, but I think the most believe that he would follow his uh, high school coach and Penny Hardaway. That's never really what I've thought, um, but I, you know, I thought it was very much uh, between those schools. But look, she said that um, they're going to take a visit to Kansas, they're going to take a visit to Florida State and Vanderbilt, and my theory on recruiting is if you get a kid on campus, you have a shot. Evan, I think, you know, along those lines, people have kind of taken some maybe leaps, conclusions about Kentucky getting involved with a couple other big guys. Oscar Schwebe, I believe that's how we pronounce it, right? Schwebu is how I've heard him say it. Schwebu, okay, there we go. So we got a, we got an answer on that. And then the other one was Andre Igahan. The way I understand it, neither of them have an offer at this very moment from Kentucky, but they're both setting up some visits um, what, what do you do? You read in? Are people reading in too much that Kentucky kind of pursuing those guys means that they're kind of trailing behind on Wiseman and to a certain extent Vernon Carey as well? Or what is your read on that situation with those two bigs? Well, my read on that situation is they're going to need some guys next year, and they've got to go out and recruit others. It's not a guarantee that they're going to get James Wiseman. It's not a guarantee they're going to get Vernon Carey. Um, so they have to have some other options. Are those two of the guys they want? Yeah, certainly. Uh, but it would be only smart for them to recruit other players. Um, I don't think it necessarily is a testament to where they stand with those other guys, but I think it certainly uh, means that they're doing their homework and doing exactly what they should do, keeping other guys warm. There's also been a little bit of confusion over whether or not Aiden Ikihan, I guess that's how you say his last name, uh, we got a couple guys that are. We're gonna have to learn get pronunciation guides to get this right if we're gonna. They're gonna be uh, Kentucky's gonna be involved, but um, whether or not he has an offer, they're obviously trying to set up some visits. Calipari prefers to offer guys in person. It seems like he does not have an offer, but they are, his camp is expecting one. Is that one? Is that your read on it? Two. Um, I think you've dropped him recently in the rankings. Curious your thoughts there, and then. Uh, when we talk about these kind of two, everybody always remembers the drops. Nobody, everybody always <laughs> remembers the drops, Kyle. Nobody remembers when we we bump guys up. Hey, you did have Scalabissier at number one overall, so I'll, I'll give credit for wow. that. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I think I, I don't know that I agree to do this podcast anymore. 
<laughs> Evan does Evan does an awesome job, and and we've actually talked a lot about that the the scowl thing. But no, he does an awesome job with the ranks. I'm just curious, um, and, and I think actually you you moved up uh, Khalil Whitney uh, a significant amount recently. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. We bumped him into the top ten, number six overall. Uh, but to answer your question on Aiden, uh, in terms of his recruitment. Um, it looks like Kentucky was kind of a late add to his list. I actually wasn't really expecting them to be on it. I think it's a similar situation when we're talking about these other guys. I think that um, they have their top-tier targets, and they need some backup options. Uh, where he is on their list, I don't know. Um, I mean, it seems like it's a recent recruitment, and you know they reached out and uh, expressed some level of interest, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, in terms of Aiden as a player, he's a strongly built, physical, chiseled big man, uh, can run the floor. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, tools. Uh, I think that he's going to need to do some fine-tuning and some polishing, um, but he's certainly physically gifted. Of the two kind of newer options, do you like Oscar better? I mean, is he, it seems like he's a little more well-regarded right now. I have Oscar ranked um, quite a bit higher. I think that um, he's one of the toughest, most physical players that I've come across. Um, at six eight, pushing six nine, uh, he just plays with so much energy, Kyle, and uh, he brings it on both ends. You know, he's not the most skilled guy around, uh, but he looks to dunk everything. He's as active as I've seen a player. Uh, he runs end to end every time. Uh, he's physical. He can test shots. Um, this kid just plays so hard. Um, I guess we'll wrap up the, the kind of big discussion here with Vernon Carey. Uh, I fell in love with him as a prospect. He's just so fun to watch on the offensive end at, at Peach Jam. Evan, I I've, I've, don't remember off the top of my head. I think you guys got him top three. Where does Kentucky stand with him? It seems like a lot of schools are really battling to get in, get his commitment. Yeah, I think that Kentucky is, is certainly uh, in the mix. You know, they're going to get an official visit, which he, he dropped his official visit list. Uh, today, uh, Kentucky is going to get a visit, Duke, uh, North Carolina. It sounds like he may go back to Michigan State, uh, and then Miami's going to get an official. I, I think Kentucky's in the mix. I think the official visits will um, will be a big part of this recruiting process. Uh, he's already been to Michigan State once. Uh, because of those NCAA rules, he could potentially go back. Uh, where Kentucky fits in on his list in terms of it, are they a favorite or not, um, I'm not sure. I don't think we know yet. All right, we're going to talk to Evan about some guards here in a second, but first I wanted to let everybody know about my bookie. Being in this business, sometimes people come to me to get little tidbits so they can get advantage on who's going to win the games. Listen, the truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell vi- people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on over-unders on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use that promo code on college when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
going to ask this for uh, Curtis because I know Curtis's probably favorite player in the class is Cole Anthony, um, and and obviously he has had a really quiet um, recruitment just because of, from by his own choice that you know they haven't talked a lot about recruiting. I know at one of the spring events I went up and and asked his dad Greg Anthony, you know what what's the situation with Kentucky? How much have you been in touch? And they basically said like, hey, we're not talking recruiting, um, and that's sort of been kind of their their approach to it, but but I guess some movement now that he's finally actually put out a list of schools, a long list, I think twelve. Um, one is Curtis is Curtis crazy to think he might Cole Anthony might be the best player in the class, and two, um, do you have any real read on this recruitment, or or has it been just as kind of mysterious to you as well? It, it's not crazy to think that he's the number one player in the class. I considered him putting number one. Uh, he's probably, I don't actually, I don't even think there's a probably to it. He's the most productive player in this class, certainly, um, with that type of explosiveness and, and the, the way he can really score the ball. Uh, he competes on defense, plays so hard. I wish that he, uh, uh, I wish that he could, there, he facilitated a little more than he does, but uh, he had a terrific spring and summer, so it's hard to harp on his game. In terms of his recruitment, I'm in the same place and boat as everyone else. Um, I don't know, I... He cut his list to 12, and this is not necessarily specifically towards Cole Anthony, but I just don't understand cutting lists to 12 or 10 because <laughs> we all know that there aren't 12 schools that are actually involved or actually have a chance of getting them. Um, but I think these kids think that that's part of the process. Cut it down to 10 or 12, cut it down to 6 again, cut it down to 3. Um, but in terms of his recruitment, I, I think, and that's that's not a shot at Cole. I think that's just kind of... Um, the recruiting process. But I, in terms of his recruitment, you know, he just took a couple visits, went over to Wake Forest and North Carolina. Um, I don't think he's in any kind of hurry. Uh, his dad, Greg, has said that they're going to decide way late. Um, there's not a favorite, or I don't think there is. Um, I think there's a long ways to go. Tyrese Maxey have talked about, hey, we'd love to play together. Cole, Cole is one of the few sort of detail-type things he's actually – bothered to get into with recruiting is I think Ben Roberts asked him uh, maybe at USA camp, you know, what do you think of Tyrese? And they were kind of buddied up there and, and he said it'd be really fun to play together. Can you see that working? If that were, were the case, could you see a Tyrese Maxey and Cole Anthony playing in the same backcourt sitting together? Oh, that backcourt could really score together. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think it. it um, they could make it work. Um, now that's two guys that really like to score the basketball and, and like to have the ball in their hands. So I think it would take some adjusting, um, but that backcourt would be um, full of, of talent and um, two guys that, that just know how to score the basketball. Evan, we, we very much appreciate your expertise. I want to ask you kind of a weird off-the-wall question as you were talking about. That made me think of it as you were talking about this kind of the – the, the things that kids feel like they have to do in their recruitments and the, you know start with 12 and cut it to eight and then six and then three uh, the, the the commitment sort of video and, and uh, pomp and circumstance of that has become a big thing before that it was the the, the press conference if you were committing and if you're going to commit to a school what would be your what would be your procedure how would you how would what would be your uh, commitment day trick I would call Evan Daniels and give him the story. <laughs> That's a great answer. I think it would be you'd have a team pocket square that you would pull out from your, from your suit pocket and slowly pull it up, and it would it would have a, a, a kind of like name on it. 
I like that. All right, here's my kind of random question, and then this will be allow you to kind of promote yourself just a hair more. Your podcast there, Evan. Um, At what point in the day did you call Bill Raffery to get him to compare Tyler Hero to Larry Bird? (laughs) Uh, We talked in the afternoon. (laughs) He was he was uh, he was on the beach somewhere because his dog kept barking in the background. Um, but yeah, it was, it was in the afternoon and and honestly, he, he didn't mean it quite how I think it came across. I think he was just saying like the way he impacts the game or could potentially impact, um, that team is is how Larry Bird impacted his team. And I, I think he was just trying to convey that he thinks he's a pretty complete scorer from what he's seen. Is there, um, I'll, I'll, we'll probably wrap with this. Is there anybody, obviously now, you know, you scouted all these guys and I don't know how much you got to see from the Bahamas or just read the news, but did any of their performances as freshmen down there kind of surprise you? I hate to say this. I actually didn't get to watch um, any of the Bahamas tour because I was uh, in Europe at the um, European Championships. Um, I saw the box scores. I'm not surprised. Guys like Tyler Hero and Keldon Johnson played well. Um, I guess the, the thing of note is um, from talking to people close to that program is I've heard that A.J. Montgomery is, is, has been uh, as good as advertised. Um, he's a guy that I obviously took a chance on and ranked uh, extremely high last year. Um, so he's one that I'll, I'll be continuing to track. But I, I heard he's um, shown some pretty good progress. I'm, I'm very curious about EJ. We, we kind of got robbed of seeing exactly what he could do because after the first game in the Bahamas, he had the back injury. But uh, but I, I think upside-wise, of all the guys they brought in, he has the high, maybe the highest ceiling. I'm a big Ashton Hagen guy as well, but I really, really like uh, EJ. And then, uh, obviously, I know you do too, Evan. I think he is. I, I agree with you. I think he has the most upside as well. All right, Evan, a real quick, let everybody know where they can follow you online, follow you on social media, and how to find uh, your podcast. Yeah, you can check out the podcast on uh, Spotify and or your favorite podcast app. Uh, recruiting coverage uh, and some college basketball coverage over on 24-7 Sports. Uh, during the season, um, I'll be doing some stuff covering the Big East on FS1, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Evan Daniels. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on the show. Respect and uh, enjoy both of your all's work. Thanks again, Evan Daniels, for jumping on the pod. Um, as you could probably tell, Kyle joined us via the phone for that interview. He's still a dad right now as he jokes about getting a job soon in the upcoming weeks. Until then, he is a stay-at-home dad, so he was not able to be in the studio as we recorded that. Still got a lot of great info uh, from Evan. Be sure to follow along with all his coverage and go subscribe to his podcast, just like you subscribe to this one. And if you're not subscribed, go subscribe, then review, rate, and share it on your social media, just a text message. Just tell some people about it. Tell some people about Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, because that's your team every day. I'm Curtis Birch. You can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can follow Kyle on Twitter for right now at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC. That might be changing in the future, but if you follow him right now, still be locked in his, his coverage. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon.